Peckham World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Be sure to click on their banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. I just don't want to be alone. Seniors head back to retirement communities in the wake of the COVID pandemic. Elise Glink speaks on the state of the U.S. residential real estate market and its impact on seniors. And Canadian regulators cap reverse mortgage loan proceeds. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of July 5th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. As reverse mortgage professionals, we often talk about the vast majority of older homeowners who want to age in place in their existing home, the one they've built memories in. Well, this week, we bring you the other side of the story from MarketWatch's recent article entitled Seniors Head Back to Retirement Communities as COVID Lingers. MarketWatch writes, for some retirees, living near others like themselves gives them a sense of community, comfort, and security. And for these people, even the pandemic hasn't stopped them from wanting to live near others while maintaining their privacy. As the second year of the pandemic began, they forged ahead with their lives and the plans they had made were a new plan during the months that stretched into years of isolation for some. And it was a combination of circumstances that led some to move into some sort of retirement or senior community. I just didn't want to be alone, says Carol. She's in her mid-80s, and she preferred only to use her first name when speaking to MarketWatch. After her husband passed in May of 2021, she began making plans to move into a nearby retirement community in Bethesda, Maryland. I decided I wanted to move, yet she and her husband had discussed what they do. We decided together, she said, when one of us was alone, we would sell the house. And she considered downsizing into a condo, but thought, who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to have dinner with? And this really underlines the importance of social connections, especially for older retirees. So what's driving this interest in moving into a retirement plan community? For some, it's an opportunity for friendship. And active adult communities, typically for those 55 plus, are often only the type of housing that's available in some areas of the country. Jason King, who is the general manager of Trilogy at Lake Frederick in North Virginia, says those seeking to flee densely populated areas bought one-level single-family detached homes, saying in 2020, half of the homes were purchased as move-in ready homes. Demand was similarly high in 2021, a record year. And he attributes that in part to low housing inventory. 500 homes have been completed in that community with 480 more to be built. Before COVID, it would take about six months from sale to move in. But with the supply chain issues, it now takes 10 months from the sale of a home until move in, says King. Elise Glink is a real estate expert, author, and nationally syndicated real estate columnist. In fact, we've cited her numerous times on this show. And Morningstar's Christine Benz interviewed Glink on their June 28th podcast, and her comments helped shed some light on the state of our domestic real estate market. And here are just a few excerpts. Ben asks, can you talk about some of the key factors that have underpinned this current housing boom that we're in the midst of? Glink says, after nearly three decades of covering real estate, it's kind of surprising we're actually in a place where I think we've never been before. So interest rates are as high as they've been in maybe 15 years. Now they're up over, as of this week, 6% for a 30-year fixed rate loan. We've got adjustable rate mortgages that are starting to become very popular again. 
So we're seeing incredible kinds of price leaps. And between that and mortgage interest rates, just even in the last five months, it's now something like 37% more expensive to buy a home and to pay for that, not just obviously by the price, but by the mortgage to cover it. Ben's asked, sticking with the topic of older adults, housing wealth is the largest source of wealth for many retiree households. Have reverse mortgages gotten better? And should they be a bigger part of retirement planning discussion in your opinion? Glink answers, I have really mixed feelings about reverse mortgages. I like them, but they're expensive. There are not that many done, so it's something that you could consider. I'd rather see you explore retirement, all of your other options first, and then really think about whether you can just move somewhere else that's more affordable and more manageable without having to pay those upfront fees. Canadian regulators seem to sense that the housing market in Canada is vulnerable. How vulnerable? Enough so that the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, or OFSI, in Canada is implementing new guidelines for certain types of real estate loans, including shared equity mortgages, reverse mortgages, and conventional mortgages. And they are paired with revolving credit lines, according to a recent column by the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, or the CBC. The biggest change targets so-called combination loans, which are a conventional mortgage paired with a revolving line of credit, or a HELOC where owners can tap into their equity when they see fit. And the new regulations will go into effect once a readvanceable loan exceeds 65% of the home's underlying value. Now, presently, an owner can technically borrow up to 80% on such a loan, but the new rules will actually ratchet that ceiling down to 65%. But the rules will not go into force until 2023. However, the Office of Superintendent of Financial Institutions says that as things stand now, data from the Bank of Canada suggests there's over $200 billion worth of HELOCs that are currently outside of the 65% threshold. Now, you, some may think, oh my goodness, this is a death knell for reverse mortgages. Well, far from it. In fact, the Canadian mortgage industry has been somewhat underwhelmed by the OFSI's recent move because the rapid rise of Canadian home prices and the presence of investor speculation in the market, it was really anticipated that the regulators' change would have more teeth to it. They say, in fact, it's a nothing burger, says Ron Butler, a mortgage broker at Butler Mortgage. This is simply putting into formal regulations things that were always part of the OSFI underwriting guidelines for financial institutions, he tells stories. Reverse mortgages in Canada are never funded more than 55% loan-to-value. It has been impossible to get 65% on a reverse mortgage for decades. While Canadian reverse mortgage lenders will be relieved that the cap really will not have an impact on them, the clarification of this policy does show that Canadian regulators are in fact concerned about the housing market and homeowners becoming over-leveraged, thus endangering their housing security. And that's a wrap for another episode of Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for reverse mortgage professionals like yourself. If you're an Apple user, don't forget you can listen and subscribe on iTunes. If you're not there already, be sure to go to heckamworld.com, H-E-C-M world.com, where you can find our latest breaking video commentary, analysis, and our most recent monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Thanks for joining us and have a great week. Until then, happy originating.